With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful, Lord, that you turn graves into gardens. You make beauty out of ashes. Dear God, we want to follow you out of fear and doubt and confusion into faith and belief and order. Dear God, we ask for you to fill our hearts with your spirit tonight, a spirit of gratitude, a spirit of joy, and a spirit of hope because you are the blessed controller of all things. There is nothing too great for you. Nothing that you don't control. You are sovereign over everything, over disease, over government, over marriage and family, over our children, over our educational system, over the economy, over medicine, big tech, Fortune 500s, the military, everything, Lord. You are the sovereign king and you're working all things together for the good of those who love you and who you've called according to your purposes. And so we, we give you praise and thanks from my backyard and from homes and backyards all across uh, America and maybe even uh, into other nations. And so we thank you, Lord, for being here with us. You say wherever two or more are gathered in your name, you're there in the midst of them. So we welcome you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, so good to be with you. Uh, I'm in my backyard. We just had a hailstorm today in the backyard. I'm still um, kind of uh, excited here in Southern California, down near the beach. We don't get too much of that, but it was fun. I was out for a run and came home to make a snowball and threw it at my son. Uh, and tonight uh, we have, have some friends coming over for some pizza and wings and uh, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, watch uh, a, a battle competition on TV tonight. But before it gets dark, I wanted to jump in with you again. We're gonna pray. We're going to uh, call down uh, executive orders from heaven because we have an executive, we have a king who trumps every other king. We have a, a, a king who trumps any president, any prince, any czar, any, anybody. And he is always for the good of his people. And so, we're gonna call down some of those executive orders and ask that God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, as I, I mentioned before, we're going through uh, this, this wonderful resource called the American Covenant, The Untold Story. And um, I was reading it earlier today and I wanna share this idea with you that, that <clears throat> what we're talking about in this 100-day plan is so vital and essential. You know, we, we, we often hear uh, people who give us hope that someone up there in the government is going to uh, release <clears throat> all kinds of information or somebody is gonna do some miraculous thing and, and we put our hope in places where it doesn't belong. What we're talking about is the actual battle plan that God gave to us 
in his word that transforms the human heart, transforms families, and ultimately transforms nation. These things we're talking about are, are, are 100% essential and they're nation changing. I think one of the things we've, we've forgotten is that God doesn't just change individuals, he changes nations. And the United States of America was one of those nations that was so unique in the history of the world. And so we're gonna talk about these ideas that we're discussing today. Ideas are perhaps the most important thing in the world. Some uh, uh, dictators in the past have said things like, ideas are more important, I'm sorry, ideas are more, are more powerful than guns. If we don't give people guns, why would we give them ideas? Ideas have great consequences. And when ideas are used as the, uh, the starting point for the battle of the control of the hearts and minds of people, the battle of leadership around the world always start with ideas. And then those ideas have great consequences. If an idea captures the minds of the youth, no matter if it's a good idea or a bad idea, once it roots itself in the minds of young people, that can often start uh, a transformation of society, a revolution, if you will. And it begins to spread, not just into the schools, but into all aspects of society. Uh, ideas have consequences. And we as Christians and people of faith have forgotten the principles that not only made us such a great nation in history, but can reform us again. We need a rebirth and a reformation of those principles and ideas that made us so great in the first place. I wanna give you a, a, a quick example of how ideas can change a nation. There was a small group of uh, only five men in 1905 who met in a loft above a restaurant in New York. They were meeting in Lower Manhattan, and some of these guys actually turned out to be quite famous. You've heard of uh, Upton Sinclair, a young 27-year-old socialist. You've also got um, Jack London, the famous writer, and Clarence Darrow, the famous lawyer. These were socialists along with a couple of others, and they would begin to meet in this loft and discuss their ideas called socialism. And it was handed down to them by a guy named Karl Marx. And as they, they began to formulate their mission and their purpose, they, their stated purpose was, quote, they were to promote an intelligent interest in socialism among college men and women. They wanted to promote an intelligent interest in socialism. We've, we've heard about that, right? Well, history has a lot to say about socialism and how disastrous it has been, but they were going to start at the college level and get young men and women interested in it, and it worked. They were incredibly successful. Let me read to you just how successful they were. They used a method called gradualism, which means you slowly give them a little bit more, a little bit more. You start with a premise that sounds like everyone's equal, everyone's gonna be fair. Uh, and then you slowly begin to, to ramp it up into the full flower of what it really is. It's kind of like the frog in the pot. How do you boil a frog in a pot? Well, you don't stick him in boiling water, he'll just jump out. You put him in, in water that's very comfortable 
and pleasant. And then you slowly put a little flame there and raise the temperature one degree at a time. It's in fact so slow that the frog doesn't realize that it's warming up. It eventually gets him tired and lethargic. It's like being in a jacuzzi too long. And by the time he realizes it's too hot, it's too dangerous, it's too late because he's too tired. He's too worn out and he has no strength to jump out of the pot and he's cooked. And that's exactly what they did with socialism in America. Check this out. By 1912, there were 44 chapters in 44 colleges. By 1917, there were 61 chapters in schools and 12 chapters in graduate schools. And then by the mid-1930s, there were 125 chapters of student study groups studying and promoting this idea called socialism across college campuses. And John Dewey became the president of their society. John Dewey, you know, the godfather of progressive education. All of this socialist progressive ideas started in the schools and it took like wildfire and eventually became the dominant view in replacement of biblical Christianity, which formed the, the, the most prosperous culture here in America, not just in the church, but in business, in, in, uh, in arts and entertainment and in everywhere. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And now we, as people of faith, we who love the Bible are on the defense. Have you noticed that? We're not the dominant force in our culture. We're now backpedaling. We feel like we're, we're being pushed back to our own 10 yard line and our own five yard line. And we wonder if the game has been lost. And that's because we failed We've abandoned our original command from God. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little fired up here. <clears throat> uh, we have abandoned the cultural mandate that God gave us, and that is not to run from the culture. When you abandon leadership in the culture, it gets filled by those who have worse ideas. And now we are, are having to be subject to people with worse ideas than God's good and healthy ideas. In the Garden of Eden, God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply and to fill the earth and to take dominion or to govern, to beautify, to order, to mature the creation that God had made. In other words, take godly principles, bring heaven to earth, 
as God works through us and we begin to govern ourselves, govern our families, our churches, our communities, and our nation and our world in good ways, in godly ways that promote maximum human flourishing for all people. We abandon that and the church gave up on the battle of ideas in the, in the, in the public square and in the marketplace and in politics. And we consigned ourselves to this little subculture where we've become less and less effective to promoting health and prosperity uh, in a kingdom sense across the world. This is an important point too. The, the battle of ideas is the most dangerous place to be because it's the most effective. And the enemies know that. And it's only a few brave men and women who will actually engage in the arena of ideas. And we have the best ideas, not because of anything special of us, from us, but we recognize that the creator of heaven, the loving creator has given us his ways and his ideas in the Bible. And those always produce the very best consequences and results for those who love him and put his ideas into practice. And if we have those ideas and we are armed with the truth of God's word and the example of our forefathers, we can return and renew the culture and the, and the, and the goodness and the spiritual health and the power of the church to command the world in the very best possible ways. We can take command of our worlds, of our world, starting in our homes, being shining lights to our neighbors so that others will want to join us. They'll see the, the sweet fruit that is being produced by the root that goes down into God's word in our home. And, and that will begin to expand all the way out to all aspects of society. We need to teach these things to our kids, like those five young men taught those ideas of socialism in the public schools and in the college campuses. Start our own chapters. Hey, listen, think of this as an American campfire revival chapter, and I've got the first one right here in my backyard. Would you start another one? Maybe you could have a campfire in your backyard and teach these principles to your kids. Maybe invite some friends over. Maybe you could have your fire in the fireplace in your living room and do this. Or maybe you get a little can of Sterno or, or, or a little tea candle and let that be your campfire and get out a copy of the Constitution and get out a copy of the Bible and, 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 and understand that these are the principles that will transform the world. We can be liberated from sin and liberated from tyranny and we can become more than conquerors through faith in Christ, who then are able to go out and conquer evil and honor God and bring blessing to all people. That's what this is all about. This is what I, I wish for our, our country. Ideas matter, ideas matter. And then we take those ideas, we teach them to our children so that they can see that they are superior ideas. And then we live those ideas out and we apply them comprehensively. Our faith is not to be compartmentalized into a little church that they can then shut down like they have here in California and around uh, the nation. Our faith needs to be not compartmentalized, but comprehensive. 
and expressed everywhere in, in our work, in our music, in our, in our, uh, our sports, in the way that we gather and share meals, the way that we do our businesses, in medicine, in uh, the way that we defend our nation and we, we export the very best principles. Let's have a comprehensive faith like our founding fathers did and like God has told us to do in his Bible. And that will result in the blessing of all people in all nations all around the world. Our Father in heaven, we are so grateful that uh, your ideas always promote the good for those who love you. God, we thank you that you've, you've given us the task of exporting heavenly ideas to earth. Lord, kings come and go around the world. Presidents come and go, but you are the king that is still on your throne. And you're never leaving your office. You're never leaving your position. And you are sovereign over all things, the blessed controller of all things. Thank you for this, this day. Thank you for this whole year. Thank you for the, the place that we are in as the family of faith who are looking to you more earnestly and more intently than ever before. God, don't let our religion be just a, a show of, 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 of people praying and raising hands and doing some good deeds here and there. Let it be a, a comprehensive faith that first permeates our own hearts and results in repentance. Clearing out all of the spiders and the snakes that, that, that lurk in the corners of our own hearts and our own homes. And then Lord, let us pursue obedience to your word with all of our heart. And Lord, I ask that you'd start this with me. Search my heart, see if there's any wicked way in me. Lead me in, in the way everlasting. And I pray that you will hear the cries of my brothers and sisters all around this nation. Lead the way, Lord. We wanna follow you out of fear and be powered by faith and share in the victory that you've already won. And we wanna see that victory everywhere in our country. We love you and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've uh, got some pizza to pick up and some wings to go uh, to heat up and uh, we're gonna have a good time tonight. But thank you for joining me again. God bless you. Hey, spread the word, let everybody know. Uh, why don't you make a campfire in your backyard if you live in a place where you can do that. And uh, let's, let's, uh, let's worship and pray and learn these essential nation building and nation reviving principles together with our friends, families, neighbors, uh, whatever it is. Let's do it, we gotta do something. All right, God bless you. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.